Hello, and welcome to my podcast, Where the Dark Corners Are. Hello, hello. I am Vina, and I am your Dark Travels hostess. Tonight, we have a, I don't know, a special edition, because we have a... Road trip with the panda. And his sidecar polar bear. Sidecar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So tonight, for this special episode, or special topic episode, we're going to touch on the basis of reincarnation. Are you a believer? Yeah. Do we want to talk about what in- reincarnation is? Sure. Or newbies? Newbies? Oh, I'm going to talk about re- We're all looking at you. So essentially, uh, reincarnation means a soul inhabiting more than one body or another body after you pass on. Usually it's because of some unfinished business, whatever reason, or in some religion like Hinduism, Jainism, Buddhism, or a bunch of Indian religions. If you're good, you come back as a better thing in your next life. If you're terrible. I think that's like the caste system. You move up uh, the caste line. Does that sound right? Mm. Everybody else? Okay. Sure. <laughs> I just, I don't know. If, if, you're, if you're bad, you're, you come back as a worm. Yeah, you come back and you're just dirt eater. <laughs> it sounds like karma, kind of. Yeah. You I know? guess, yeah. I just sometimes think it's just, maybe it's just good timing or something. I but don't know. It basically sounds like your soul gets reincarnated. Right. I mean. Or, I mean, recycled. Your soul gets re- recycled. Right. There's so many souls out there right now, you know. Maybe someone got tired of making more, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, you know, we're just going to choose the same ones. What do you think? Am I a believer in reincarnation? I don't know. Maybe. Follow-up no. question. Are you reincarnated? No. You don't think so? I don't remember. You refresh yourself? Jack about shit. <laughs> I don't remember Jack shit either, but. Now, what do you think deja vu is? Glitch in the Matrix. I fucking found a way in the future to pause and reload my last save or something. So, Glitch in the Matrix. Sure. There's two cats. Two cats. <laughs> I took the blue pill. Uh, I'm not convinced of that. I don't know. What the Matrix or the reincarnation? The Matrix. Okay, I don't know about the Matrix, but reincarnation, I think, is a thing. I think it is too. But I don't, and I don't necessarily think reincarnation and déjà vu are the same thing. But I do think it's a bit of a phenomenon that. We don't know. Right. I mean, sometimes people say deja vu. You've already been there and done that before, but it's like, okay, I was a fifth grader and I had deja vu. I don't think that same old life was right here in the same spot in the middle of nowhere. 
doing the same exact thing yeah. when they were that young, too. So hmm. I don't know about deja vu. Are you saying you had the experience, or is that just a sample? It's just a sa- Well, I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's both. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I had, you had deja vu all the time. Like, you sit there like, you know, I did this today. Yeah. Did this already. Yeah. Or you, but then you're like, whatever. I usually try to do something different. Right, because you think you know what the outcome's going to be already. So you're like, if they say this, which sometimes, you know, it, they say it, you're like, just going to let it go. But you don't say nothing because it's like, that's ah, just weird. Maybe you're a psychic. Nah, I don't know about that. If I was psychic, I wouldn't be where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you know, sometimes, and this was obviously prior to you being born, I would know who was calling on the landline when I was younger. Oh, the landline. I was like, what, yeah. I was like, what is that? <laughs> but, but, you, but you can't pick the winning lottery numbers. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Correct. And I tried. What if they I use the landline tried. to tell you? <laughs> Ring this many times. <laughs> um, but it's I, I do believe reincarnation in terms of older souls affecting you to a point because people develop character characteristics that aren't, from anywhere else they've been around them. So, like, you know, you pick up something that your parents never did around around you, but you do it, and you're like, well, how do you know to do that? Oh. Well, it's interesting that you say that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, my uh, panda's m- grandma was not necessarily pleased to hear of panda's pending arrival. She had hoped that I had gone through college first. And when he was born, a woman that she kind of kind of knew but not really was helping babysit. And because she used to do Avon with a friend. And so this friend had another friend. So the three of the ladies were putting together the Avon packages. And your grandmother was babysitting you. And the woman that your grandma barely knew, said to your grandmother, I know you're upset that he came, but you need to know that he's here for a reason and he has a very old soul. Chosen one. I know. <laughs> I need to do something else then. <laughs> <laughs> but anywho, so tonight we're obviously going to touch on the basis of reincarnation and we're going to share different uh, stories that we researched and thought would be a good validation of the reincarnation theory. I do think reincarnation is real. I don't think that we completely understand it. And I really think we're not supposed to. Because we're just... Well, it, you know, it, it, one, in three, one in three people, at least on the West Coast, and like Western Europe, you know, believe in reincarnation. So it's only like 30% of people believe that. I mean, unless you, like you were saying, unless it's the Middle East... Or East cultures. Like India. Right. Like he had mentioned earlier. Right. Mm-hmm. They That's all they, like, you have to believe that. Like, that's your thing. Then Chinese, a lot of Chinese cultures, they believe in all of that. But, I mean, they, you know, they believe a lot in their ancestors. Their ancestors are coming back down and protecting your lives and doing whatever. Right. Still very present in their current life. So, who goes first? Who wants to share their reincarnation story? You can go first. Okay. <laughs> Mine's actually relatively short. Okay. So, this story, I think I spotted on Facebook or 
somewhere. It wasn't a normal place. And to me, it just blows me away. And it's the story of a three-year-old boy. And it, the fact that this is a three-year-old child who is prolific in speaking and is going to, is going to show you know, what's going to show next is pretty profound, in my opinion. Now, in all the articles that I read, they didn't have his name. Or at least the articles didn't publish his name. The child's name? Correct. And this particular child supposedly lives in a place called Gulen Heights, which is a region of Israel and or Syria, somewhere in that area. But he is a member of the Druze people, like a tribe of people. And this is a group of non-Jewish Israelites who truly strongly believe in reincarnation. Not only that, they believe that birthmarks are something that happened to you in your previous life that you carry over to this life. And this is not a uh, a remote thought. Some people believe that if you have a disability or you're born with a disability or you develop a disability in this life, it's something that happened to you in your previous life. So That's fucked up. Well, it's very interesting because I have a backwards heart. Literally. What, you were shot through the heart? No, I think I had a heart attack in my previous life. All right. This particular boy was born with a red birthmark on his head. And, again, they think it was something he obtained in his previous life. And he says, yes, that's where I was hit with an axe and murdered. So... This kid who makes this stunning announcement reaches the attention of a doctor by the name of Eli Lotch. And he's actually doing a book on reincarnation. So Eli, along with a group of people who wants to test this kid's theory, all decide to accompany this kid to where the kid said he, be- he used to belong and used to live. And they, what they actually kind of do is they actually test him at first. They take him to one village, and he's like, this is not the village. They take him to a second village, and they say, and he says, this is not the village. They take him to a third village, and he's like, yes, this is where I lived before. And he even goes around, and he starts naming people in the village, including that of his killer, who was his neighbor. And prior to him naming the neighbor as his killer, the people in their town were like, oh my God, that's right, you know, because he says his name, his previous life, life's name. Like, I, he, they don't disclose what he says his name is. So they say Joseph, okay? Joseph. He's like, I'm Joseph, guys, I'm Joseph. And they're like, oh my God, that's right. Joseph disappeared about four years ago. And again, this kid's three, and with a nine-month gestation period, it's roughly about the same time. And... He literally walks up to the neighbor guy and he says, you killed me. We got into an argument. You became angry. You grabbed an axe and you killed me. Oh, and by the way, here's where you buried me under this pile of rocks. And here's where you buried the axe that you used. And sure enough, they excavated the site where he said his body was. 
and there was Joseph. And then they excavated the site where he said the axe was, and there was the axe. But they can't use this in a court of law, obviously. I mean, this right. is not something that's the norm, regardless of whether or not this is something that they truly believe as a tribe. But either way, this validates, this kid validates everything that he had said all along, including pinpointing his own murderer in his previous life. Got him. And when they looked at the skull of Joseph, it's exactly the axe struck exactly where the new three-year-old has his birthmark. So that's the story of, quote-unquote, Joseph and... Joseph Israel. And his... Right. (laughs) (laughs) And his next life. That's really cool. Well, that's the thing. So, like, there's a lot of these stories where they... To you know, people want proof of you know, like, oh, how do you know he was really, you know, this or that? And so they, you know, a lot of people investigate these kind of things. There's a lot of doctors and scientists and everything in between where they're like, well, let's let's show, let's test it. And so like they'll show, like, there's one, there was one story of a a child claiming to be a director from old time Hollywood, so he would wake up. In the middle of the night, yelling action and shit, and, <laughs> and they're like, "What the fuck's wrong with you?" He's like, "Dude, I was not, I, I'm I'm from Hollywood, but then, you know they're usually young, so three or four, right? Their memory's still there, right? They're fresh, right? Or there's enough room in there at, at the moment, so, <laughs> so right. it's filled with the old stuff, and right? There's not much new stuff, right? Because they're still young enough, they haven't made enough memories of the new life, so, so they have memories of the old life. Well, so yeah, someone just vacates there too. It's like, nice place. (laughs) You know, it's interesting because I remember once reading a story of how a mother um, had a second child and the eldest, I think it was a daughter, the daughter kept asking the mother, can you please leave me alone with the baby? And this, of course, was a little (laughs) nervous. You know, made the mother nervous. Like, I mean, not that she didn't trust the daughter, but it was just a very unusual request. So she finally relented, but she put in a baby monitor, you know, the one that you can hear them talking. Mm -hmm. And so the mother went to go listen, and she heard very clearly her eldest child asking the baby, remind me about heaven because I keep forgetting. Hmm. I mean, how profound is that? Well, that's what kind of leads to, so like my story kind of, so my my story is probably one of the most popular ones, I guess. I, there was a story I wanted to find that I, that whole started this whole conversation that I couldn't find, but um, another one would actually end up being pretty cool is the soul of a World War II pilot, hashtag spoilers, occupying the soul of a little little boy. Either way, this World War II pilot's hanging out with our, our boy James. James. And so, I mean, it just happens in two, the year 2000. Okay. That's where it starts. So he's a two years old. James is. James is, yes. Parents are Andrea and Brian. Oh, sorry, Bruce, 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 Bruce. They're from Louisiana. And it all starts one night when James just starts screaming in the middle of the night. Like night terrors. Okay. He's just going to town. And, you know, it keeps, uh, his night terrors keep happening. And they start to notice he's talking. He's actually saying something. In the night terrors. In the night terrors. So he's actually screaming, playing on fire, playing on fire. Little man can't get out. 
He's literally in it. He's like, they're like, what are you talking about? You know, what are you? So he's basically reliving his and death. So yeah, and then they start seeing the way he's having these night terrors. It looks like he's trying to push himself out of the cockpit. So he's kicking his feet up and he starts like kicking, like he's trying to get out of something. Like, but he's in, like encased. So like it's, he's reliving this this frightful day over and over and over. Like the night terrors don't stop; they keep going. So he's almost every night he's fucking screaming, hooting, hollering that he's fucking dying. Right. But you know they, they just kind of go through it. They're like, "Well, this kind of happens," you know. Night terrors. It's really weird that you know just happened to be that way. It's a Christian family. They're not really believe in reincarnation. I mean, they're just kind of like, oh, "It's just it's fucking weird." The family chalks it up to like maybe he saw like a plane on the news going down or something. So he's reliving that or, you know, they just kind of chalk it off to whatever. Right, 2000, you said? Year 2000. So September 11th hasn't even happened. Right, no no 9-11. I mean, there's also, there's no phones, there's no, nothing else where you could just look something up. I mean, he's also two. Right, so like he's artic- reading. The kid can't articulate. He can't YouTube it. <laughs> I mean, he's articulating basically he's a little man going down. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it keeps happening, and then they start, like, questioning him while he's having his terrors. Like, who are you talking, who's the little man? And they're like, he's like, I'm the little man. And we're like, what the fuck? And then they end up asking him, like, well, why are you going down? And what happened? He's like, I got shot. Like, I'm getting shot down. He's sort of like, well, how are you shot down? And he said, and he apparently, he's the way he reacts to it. He just looks at them like the disgusted face of like the Japanese. Like, I, he should, he like, like the, you should know this shit. Like, the dad, it's the dad's questioning at this point because the dad's trying to put something together. And he's like, yeah, you should have fucking known. The <laughs> Japanese idiot. <laughs> I mean, every video, every article I read, it's like they always use the terms of disgusted face or fucking an answer, short-tempered answer to tell them, like, what, what's up, you know? You should know this. Well, they're like, how do you know it's Japanese? Because it's the red the, the red sun. Which is their flag. Which is their right, their flag. Of, yeah. And it was on their planes, so. And they're like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, they don't, like I said, they're, they're really, not like religious-religious, but they don't believe in any of that. Apart from to wrap their hand around it. Um, they contact uh, therapists, and you know, the therapist kind of tells them, like, well, this is a thing that kind of happens. So they, they give them exercises to kind of work through it. And the night terrors end up kind of subsiding a little bit. Instead of going daily, it happens once every two weeks or something else. So as he gets older, years go by, and, you know, he has these, you know, little man going down, planes going down. So, But they keep, every now and then they'll question him, and uh, he actually ends up starting to, do drawings of the planes. He plays with the planes. He takes the propeller off the plane when he crashes. He always crashes the plane when he's playing with his toys. He tries switching his toys out to something else. It always comes back to it. So he's they're like, well, what the fuck? And they end up asking him. like, well, And he always signs his paintings with James 3. Like, well, why do you keep putting James 3? He goes, that's who I am. And they're like, okay. But he's their first James. Right. The parents. So it makes no sense. So one Christmas, the dad bought a, a book, The Battle of Iwo Jima, World War Two, for his like his dad. And he before he wraps it up, he actually ends up looking at it with his son. And, you know, he's just whatever. Kid's three, three or four by this point. He doesn't really care. But then he shows him a picture of Iwo Jima, and he goes, hey, I know that island. I, that's where little man's at. And I was like, what the fuck? That literally just gave me chills. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he's just like, oh, that's fucking, fucking. Now he's all fucking, Bruce, the dad's all flustered up. And 
And another nightmare comes, and you ask him, you know, where, where is the, where's the plane? He's like, you know, he says the word Natoma. And so with their dial-up internet and best, <laughs> best fucking research they can do, he finds out there is a ship called the Natoma or the Natoma Bay. And he keeps asking during their night terror sessions, you know, you know, who are you? What did you see? Natoma. I'm on a plane. And he actually ends up saying the word crosshair. Or cross, yeah, crosshair. It's a type of plane. And that there was a crosshair plane squadron on the Natoma. And so Bruce, the dad, he's like, well, fuck, I kind of talked to somebody. So he, he does invest. I don't know how they investigated back in 2000 before Google or 2000. Well, there is the internet. They went outside. Yeah, they went outside. <laughs> <laughs> this is weird. So he, he ends up tracking down people who were on the Natoma. But he's too not ashamed, but he's trying to keep the whole reincarnation thing down. On the DL. <laughs> right. So he's, he's saying he's writing a book. Okay. So he actually goes and contacts somebody. And then he, you know, he's asking questions about it, like, did you do this, this, that? And he's all, yeah, that's exactly what we were doing. You know, your source must be really good. This and that. He's all, oh, <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably sweating his ass thinking this doesn't make sense, but it makes it's adding up. Right. And so because he develops a friendship with a guy, he actually invites him to an anniversary, like a, a, a reunion, reunion okay. of the Natoma Bay crew. So he actually goes to this reunion. Does he bring the kid? He doesn't bring the kid. Oh. He does opportunity. Well, the kid's four and the, the kid's four, like three. high five and all the pilots. Yeah. Woo! What's up, man? He does an investigation, you know, before he gets to the, the reunion, you know, he tries looking up anyone by the name James anything for the Natoma Bay and nothing pops up. And when he gets there, he talks to them and they he discovers there is a James Houston. Who died in a plane crash? Right? He, was, he was, took a direct hit from Flack, and in one of the paintings that his little kid drew, it says the word Flack on it, and the propeller falling off and everything. So, and it, it, they did, someone described how the plane was shot down and how the propeller fell off, and the, it took fire from Flack and everything. Right. And so he's like, "Fuck, that's gotta be the guy." But you know, he's still not. Sh- I mean, they, there's even like a picture of him. Is him right there? Bam. You can't, can't see it at home, but right. <laughs> and so you know he he finishes, but he doesn't still doesn't tell him this is all for a book. Mm-hmm. But now he feels bad. He's like, "Fuck, I gotta write a book now." <laughs> <laughs> so he ends up actually. Uh, long story short, for him, he ends up writing a book about the whole experience, not just the historical part of everything, but but including the reincarnation. Right. So now you know now this is growing up, you know, huge, and now he's questioning you know his religious beliefs and the idea of reincarnation. And the mom's like, it's got to be him. It's got to be him. So they actually send a letter to a, uh, James Houston's sister. And they say, hey, I know this sounds crazy, but we think your brother is in our son. So they, uh, they, the James the boy actually kind of gets in contact with him in terms of She's like, oh, okay, that's kind of weird, but whatever, you know. She, she's old; she doesn't really care. Right. She's by herself. But what sells it is the fact that he, James, the kid, actually asked her for a specific painting that their mother had done. It's fucking weird. And then she actually sends the painting to them, and she's like, I don't know how you knew this was here, but I'm sold. 
<laughs> like on the whole thing. Yeah. Right. If she wasn't convinced prior, she is now. Right. It's like it's like talking to a medium. They couldn't have possibly known, you know. Right. There's no way they would have known that you know this, this painting, painting was done. Thing. Okay. So that's you know that was his test to prove that that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the story kind of gets out. There's even a uh, a news team. I forget. I don't think it was ABC. I think it was something else before then. They actually come out to interview them, try to make a story out of it and put it out there. But every time they try to ask questions about reincarnation, something goes wrong. Like the video stops working, the tripod breaks, the it doesn't pick up the dialogue. Like everything just kind of falls apart until they finally let go of the reincarnation and just ask different questions. Just a side tangent. So does the kid meet the sister? Yes, they've met. They've meet, but you know, he's he's just a wee lad. <laughs> he doesn't really have much to say. I mean, he doesn't ever. Did go, she have n- pictures of the f- James the second? That he recognized, right? So that was so that was the thing because he was James Junior, henceforth James three, because their father oh, named James, the and they I think they said the other, yeah, there was another James. So that was the emphasis on James three. So it doesn't end there though. So after all that said and done, there's even a day where Bruce and their son, his son James, are hanging out. And he's all, you know, son, you know, he's having a heart hurt moment. Like, you know, I w- I'm so glad you're here. You know, I wouldn't have anybody else. He's like, yeah, I know. That's why I chose you. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, excuse me? <laughs> so, yeah, from heaven, when I saw you guys at the, I saw you guys in Hawaii in the in the pink hotel or something. Oh, my and God. And Bruce is like, what the fuck? Because he, because they were celebrating their five-year anniversary, and that was the day they conceived him. I mean, they did the math in their own right. It was like ninety-eight, right, or ninety something, and then there he chalks it up to like that's when, that's when he was married. <laughs> so he's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and so another thing is like, a homeboy James here's got these GI Joes, and he names them, he names them Bill, Leon, and Walter. So I don't know if you know any kids that named their GI Joe's Walter or any of those other names. Those are really old names, right? So th- you know the mom's like, "Well, why'd you name them Walter and everything?" And they're like, "Oh, those are the first three guys I met in heaven when I got there." Oh my god! <laughs> so I was like, "What the fuck?" That's straight up, man. This kid has been seen some shit and remember some shit. And so the the, the story kind of spreads, and you know, and it, it ends up hitting a different network and becoming a bigger story. But, you know, after all this evidence and everything else, you know, p- there's haters. Everyone's like, oh, you're just looking for attention no. and doing this and that. And they, they end up refusing a lot of the, the follow-up interviews after the special comes out. But there's one they take, which is actually from Japan, and they're doing an hour special on the Battle of Iwo Jima and everything else. And they actually tell them to come out there and to go on this boat and go out there and pay your respects to where they think the 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 guy crashed. The plane went down. Or James went down. So they they accept the the son and Bruce. I don't think the mom went. I don't think she wanted to be on TV. But they go out there. They do their little thing, and then they get on the boat, and they give him flowers, and they go out there, and the whole t- boat ride, little boy James is quiet the whole time, and they get to where they believe they found where James was at, pilot James. And he just starts crying and, you know, just straight up not having a good time. <laughs> and oh yeah, the mom did go because he goes to the mom's lap and he and he just starts crying and bawling out and everything else. 
And the dad puts the flowers out there and says, you know, and the kid, the kid stands up, says, thank you for your service. And he even does a little salute. And he says, I'll miss you, James. And then that's it. No more night terrors. No more Natomas. No more G.I. Joe's named Bill, Will, whatever. So you let him go. Right. Resolved. The sister was invited. That's who it was. The sister was invited, but she she didn't go. I think she wanted him to do it above all. So because it's him, so. Right. Allegedly. <laughs> I know it's a nice little story I brought, but you know. <laughs> gotta play both sides. All right. That was good. That was a tough fact to follow. Yeah. That was good. All right, Compared they're dead. They guys. come back. <laughs> Same story. <laughs> Let's go. Compared to your guys's. Um, my story's about a little boy. His name's uh, Ryan Hammonds from Oklahoma. But this one's actually a pretty well-covered story because I think ABC News did do a piece on it. Okay. And I chose this one because most of the stories I bring to the table is about dead puppies and dead babies. And you Jesus. get all sad <laughs> all the time. So <laughs> Nobody died in this one. Oh, I mean. Well, someone died. <laughs> someone <laughs> died, but. Ryan. Not as bad. <laughs> So, Ryan Hammonds is the little boy. He began to experience visions, or whatever you want to call them, at age four. And that's when he told his mom that he used to be somebody else. And, you know, his mom didn't really know how to take it, so she brushed it off. She probably thought it was his imagination. Right, right. Any little boy. And that's that's the thing about these cases, like all of the cases that we brought to the table the age where reincarnation thoughts or memories start to manifest between two and four years of age. Right, as they're learning how to speak. Right. So he told his mom, she brushed it off, and then, you know, thought it would go away, but it didn't go to go away. So uh, his mom's actually very religious. She's a uh, Baptist, so she, she didn't want – she just kind of – Hit it away. She didn't believe right, in she it. She didn't want him she, to yeah. continue to explore it. Right. But he kept insisting. He's like, I used to be somebody else. And <laughs> uh, me he too. would, yeah, he would see the Hollywood sign on TV. Um, and he'd be, he'd get really excited. He's like, that, that's where I used to live. Hollywood, you know, that I, I want to go there. And he would beg her and uh, throw fits. He's like, I want to go home. I want to go home. I want to go to Hollywood. And she she just tried to keep it uh, under the, you know, under, under the wraps. table. Yeah, Sounds under wraps. Like, yeah. So then he would he would tell her that he worked at an agency that changed people's names. He told her that he went to parties with a cowboy. And he, he was like, he went on lavish vacations in Paris with his fifth wife. And so the mom finally like, this has got to stop. We, we got we to gotta look into it. So they actually find a psychiatrist named Jim Tucker from the University of Virginia. And Jim Tucker studies cases of reincarnation. He has over 2,000 cases that he studies. And he, he, he hears Ryan out and he's what, you know, what he has to say and writes down all these facts and stuff. And so that kind of urges the mom to go and check out books from the local library about old Hollywood. And so her and Ryan, they're sitting there going through pages. 
and they see a promotional poster for a movie called Night After Night that was made in 1930s. And he looks at the main character. He says, I know that guy. We used to be in movies together. And then they go to the next picture and he's all, uh, or that guy is me. The guy in the orange jacket is me. And she, she didn't know what to think about it. And she couldn't identify the man that was in the picture in the orange jacket. She, could, she identified the, the main character. But after uh, Jim Tucker, the doctor, uh, looked into it, they finally identified the, the man as uh, Marty Mart. And that was the thing is, like, if they were faking it, you know, why didn't they choose a more famous person? Because Marty Martin wasn't very famous. He was an extra in that movie. And they started looking into it some more. And then Ryan said he, he used to live in Hollywood. He used to live on the street with the rock in it. And so when they found out it was Marty Martin, Marty Martin actually lived on Roxbury Road. So that was kind of a in funny Hollywood. In Hollywood. It's kinda kinda funny coincidence. And as they started to research Marty Martin, all the clues uh, all the statements that Ryan was saying were coming true. So Marty Martin did have five wives, he, w- and he always he, he went on lavish vacations in Paris with his fifth wife. So did he have any children or siblings? He had a daughter, and uh, Dr. Tucker found her and started running these statements through her. Like, hey, does this really happen? And sure, sure thing, Ryan. Ryan said that w- they used to ha- have a piano in their house and a big pool, and the, the daughter was like, yeah, we used to have a piano and a big pool. And Ryan would always ask his mom for True Aid orange drink, which is weird because it got discontinued 50 years before Ryan was born. And the daughter said, yeah, that was that was Marty Martin's that favorite was his drink. drink. Yeah, that was, that was his, his Dr. Pepper. <laughs> right, yeah, that was his Dr. Pepper. And the cowboy that he always talked about going to parties with was uh, Wild Bill I- Elliott. And the agency that changed people's names, Marty Martin actually worked for a talent agency in Hollywood, which that was the reason he could afford such nice things. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't really an actor. He was just extra. But because of his agency, and they often did change people's names for, you know, better movie-worthy names. And that was... That was just weird. You know, all all these things are just starting to fall in, into place. So they're all adding up and yep. basically. And you said he was four when he started saying? He was four. And then when he got interviewed by ABC News, I want to say he was around 10. So he's a little bit older. Yeah. And he was just saying he, st- he was starting to forget. And the thing with uh, Marty Martin's daughter, Ryan said that Marty Martin had two sisters. And the daughter only knew one aunt after some investigating. They found out that Marty Martin did have two sisters. So she even learned a few <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah, he knew more about her family than she did. Not and he, he, you said Oklahoma, so he's halfway Oklahoma. on the other side of the country. Yeah. And then the probably the craziest statement that he's put out. I mean, he, he made like 200 claims. That Ryan made like 200 claims. And then they, made, they figured out that 50 were, were of them were true. And then the other ones they couldn't really... Verify. Verify. But the craziest one, he he talked well, well, he was talking to the doctor. He said, I don't know why God would make someone live till they're sixty one years old, die, and then start over as a little baby. Jesus. And that really didn't kinda didn't sit well with the doctor because Marty Martin was fifty nine when he died. So 
after doing more research, the death certificate of Marty Martin was actually wrong. and He was 61 when he died. So whether it was a misprint or he lied about his age or whatever kind of Hollywood thing was happening there, Brian knew better than the actual document. That's interesting. I, I mean, to know, to be so profound in the knowledge, you understand. Right. Well, they did the test. You know, she, he, he asked, you, know, you, you had this, right? Yeah. You had this, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, well. Well, I, like I said before, I'm, I am definitely a believer of the reincarnation. I have a sneaky suspicion that I might have been my grandmother on my mother's side. Like I said before, she died of a massive heart attack, and you come back, in theory, with problems or issues that either ended your life or you had something happen to you in your previous life, and they manifest in your next life. So, very interesting. All right. So, those are our stories of (laughs) (laughs) living again. (laughs) There's usually dead people. But you yeah. know the part. There's <laughs> usually dead people. <laughs> the part where peop- the kids said, well, I picked you. This is why I picked you. <laughs> yeah, that was gnarly. That is <laughs> sorry. creepy. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep that part on next. I'll stick to just the uh, <laughs> main story. <laughs> All right. On well, to business. Did you have something you wanted to add? I'll say it, I'll say it in the comments. Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. <laughs> yeah, there's a Facebook page. Most of you already know. But tell you, just invite people to it. You know, it's not. Just a quick share. I mean, you could share things on the page. I don't think anyone's done that yet. No, Devin has. Okay, one person. <laughs> I so long as it's paranormal related. You don't have fun with it. That's the point. Everyone's supposed to interact with each other. I know everyone's kind of, oh, I just listen to your podcast. It's out there. But, you know, the more people interact with it, the more people see, which means more things for us to see, which means more, 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 more better, better, bigger, better, and guess what? <laughs> I don't know. More paranormal. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Find us before we find you. (laughs) However, if you happen to have a paranormal topic that you'd like us to cover, send us an email at where the dark corners are at gmail.com. Final thoughts, Panda. Forgot to fix my portion of the story was he actually says the name Jack, which was short for James. I guess that's what they called each other back then for Jack was slang for James. Okay. And, Bruce, the dad, he told all those guys eventually, like, hey, this is for my son's got some shit going on. <laughs> but then what's cool about it was they were like, oh, well, you could have just said that. Because <laughs> they all were like, yeah, okay, cool. This is also happens to us, too. Like, other paranormal, they started sharing their own little problems that they, they, they've encountered or done with. They're curious and mysterious situations. Right, of spirits and stuff. So even veterans got. Would you would you rather be reincarnated or come back as a ghost? Well, you don't come back. as oh, a ghost. Or you stay are a ghost <laughs> to resolve your issues, or reincarnate as a person. Well, if it's like you ever see the movie Heart and Souls. No. Oh well, they can. Damn, you are missing out. That is a good movie. It's a good Robert Downey Jr. movie. Mm. Either way, I don't know. Reincarnation seems cool, but I mean, it seems like you only have a limited time before you either move on or you have infinite time. You just keep coming back. Just keep infecting child's minds. Yeah. Meh. <laughs> All right, pull the bear. Final thoughts. That was it. That was that was my final thought. Okay. <laughs> All right. So until next time, please remember, only the few can find the beauty in the darkness, which is why we hope to meet you where the dark corners are. Mm-hmm.